You're listening to the best of the Sergio Show. Here's Sergio. I have a real man of steel sitting in front of me. It's been a while since I, I've spoken with a dear friend, an individual I admire so much, a real hero in our community, Bob Steele, the real man of steel. He's here on behalf of End of Watch Foundation. Bob, for folks who have never heard of you before, never heard you talk, give me your background, brother. Tell me about your life in law enforcement and God's second chance. Yeah. Well, I started my law enforcement career in the Panama Canal Zone with the Canal Zone Police Force. I came here with the U.S. Customs. And uh, my job was to intermingle drugs coming into this country from foreign. And I retired about 35 years ago. But uh, one evening, uh, this uh, end of watch program means a lot to me. It's very dear to my heart because my wife received that call one evening. But God gave me a second chance at life. And uh, I have a good friend, Manuel Segovia. Manny didn't get a second chance at life. He left a wife, and I believe it was two children. So I'm real dedicated to uh, helping us grow here and be able to uh, help uh, families that have lost loved ones. Any, any first responder, whether it be law enforcement, fire department, EMS, any of them, it's lost uh, loved ones in the line of duty. We want to be able to help them financially. You were working customs when you came, under, when you came under fire? Yes, sir. And, was that uh, what led to your retirement? No, pretty early. No, you no. you still kept working after that. I kept working, and uh, but God had a place for me, and He put me with an orphanage in Mexico. Your wife received a phone call. Uh, she did. And said your husband's been shot. Yes. At that phone call, that no no family member, law enforcement, ever wants to receive that. Exactly. That their wife, their husband, has has been shot in the line of duty. Yes, sir. Right. But God saved you, and you're still here. And, and, Amen. and of course, you, this End of Watch Foundation that Elias Mora is in the studio. And by the way, you can join us at 710KURV Facebook Live. Elias Mora, uh, he's been working this End of Watch Foundation, also with a law enforcement uh, background. Explain your black background, Elias. Well, I started uh, at the age of 22. I was a local police for 10 months. Uh-huh. I got recruited by DPS. Uh, I served as a state trooper for seven and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to leave DPS because some people went out and decided to shoot my business 48 rounds into it, three different calibers. So then I left uh, DPS and joined uh, Alcohol, Tobacco, Farms, and Explosive, and I was there for 27 years. Wow. So um, I went from state police to federal uh, wow. agent, and I want to be able to know who shot my store so I can send him a thank you card. Because <laughs> <laughs> that propelled you. Yeah, it worked, that line out, of law it worked out pretty good yeah. for me. So and the, I really enjoyed my job. Uh, I specialized mostly on uh, gang violence, uh-huh. pseudo cops. I did the biggest pseudo cop in South Texas involving 10 people. They all yeah. went to prison. We and, had a rash of that, didn't we? Right? People kicking in oh, doors. Oh, yeah. back in 95, yeah. uh, it was big time. You yeah. know, Got the jackets on, pretending to be some sort of oh, yeah. law enforcement agency. They call them pseudo cops. Yeah. yeah. So. so End of Watch Foundation, you've been doing how, how long? Uh, 2021, latter 2021. part of 2021. Yeah. You came to the studio, you were doing fundraising back then. There was a skeet shoot, right? There. A skeet shoot, yes, sir. Uh-huh. What's the purpose of End of Watch Foundation? End of Watch, what we do, of course, End of Watch, what that means is, you know, uh, first responder, and we're talking about fire firemen, we're talking about EMT, 
they go out, and we're talking about federal law enforcement. Uh, a lot of people misunderstand and the watch only relates to uh, local police, but every law enforcement has their mm-hmm. their first response. They respond to whatever their careers are or what they're doing, you know. And federal, so, so state, we included federal, local, state. they're in law enforcement uh, yes. in any capacity. It could yes, be sir. Border Patrol, could be Customs, mm-hmm. yes, ATF, sir. whatever they're Sheriff's office, yes, sir. Cops, local police, whatever, yes, sir. Um, in the event something, you know, the worst thing happens, right? But yes. obviously, yeah. You know, and takes- we've we've helped out. Uh, we're a small agency. We're not national national organization, but we're a, 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 a nonprofit where we're able to provide the family uh, right there and then some some financial. Funding. Cash relief. Right. You cut them a check. And what we do, we do 10% of what we have at the time. Uh, okay. We're going up and, and funding. We are up to 24000 Hopefully, with this comedy show is coming up, we're bringing it up to 32000 So we increase how much money we give the family yeah. every year. Man, every, I hope yeah. you keep building up that piggy bank. Yes. Because uh, you never get the call. Yeah. Or you, or you yeah. don't get a call for a long, long oh, time. Yes of any law enforcement or first responder, mm-hmm. fire, medical, uh, you know, law enforcement, anybody that they've been shot, taken yeah. down in the line of duty mm-hmm. uh, to try to help the family during that time. So we're talking about End of Watch Foundation, uh, coming fundraiser. Again, this is a, the idea is, is to provide a cash benefit for the immediate family of a first responder or law enforcement of all these different agencies in the event that they're, they suffer, you know, they're, they're attacked in the line of duty or they miss a car accident or something like that, you know, something bad happens. Yeah, so, you know, and something yeah. else that uh, we not only cover Hidalgo, we cover Brownsville all the way to Laredo. Okay. In fact, we send out a funeral spray to Kingsville on a Border Patrol agent had been with Border Patrol for so 17 the, years. The tip of Texas, the South Texas region, was like from Masomenos Ranch Land, Corpus, all the way to Laredo down well, to us? Well, not Corpus, because Corpus has their own nonprofit. Okay. So, so just a little bit south any, of there? Anything south that's not really covered. Okay, uh, you try to cover that. You know, yeah, we try right. to do that. Uh, and, and not only for active first responders that get killed in the line of duty, we also help the uh, help in a way where we provide a funeral spray for retired first responders that die, after, pass on after retirement. Okay. We provide them with a huge funeral spray to acknowledge their service, and gratitude for what they did. That's Elias Mona. He's the uh, the founder of End of Watch Foundation here in the Rio Grande Valley. Joined in studio by uh, Bob Steele, uh, who's a big advocate of End of Watch Foundation. They've got a fundraiser coming up on Friday, September 8th. Comedy show. Yes, sir. Good idea. You know, we had one last year. Uh, last year, we're $25 a ticket. Mm-hmm. This year, we've done much better. This year, we went down to $20 a ticket. Uh-huh. But we're providing much more entertainment. We're doing a door prize, one winner for $100. We're having a DJ music for an hour by the well-known Wally Garza. We're having a magic show for 30 minutes. We're having a little raffle, and then we're having three comedians come in. And one of the headliner comedians is going to be, of course, nobody but Mario Superstar Salazar is going to be. And he's also an advocate with us. He does... Help the uh, our nonprofit. You know, he organizes the co- comedy shows and so yeah, forth. Part of the, part of the fundraiser gains should have yes. been uh, yeah. Mario cutting you a check for how good you make him look on on the cover. <laughs> My goodness, I think that's a, a Superman build on that one. Super Salazar, uh, su- su- Mario Superstar Salazar, <laughs> uh, along with Chona E. Yes, sir. <laughs> Chona E. I, 
seen she's that out of San Antonio. Before. Yeah. Has she done some television work? You know, I've no. never heard okay. of her, but uh, Mario, I mean, he's pretty good at picking, so I'm pretty okay, sure so, he's going to So Mario picked job. the talent. So, yeah. uh, Anthony Nino. Uh, Mario the organized the, uh, coordinated okay. the, uh, the people that's going to be participating right. there. So it's on Friday, September 8th. That would be... Like two weeks from today. Two weeks, yeah, two right. weeks from today. Right. Where's the venue? Where, where are we having it? It's going to be at the Edinburgh Activity Center. Okay. And uh, it's going to start at seven, but the uh, the comedy show really starts at about eight thirty. But we want to be able to have people there at seven, and we're not going to do the uh, drawing till about before the comedy show starts. Okay, drawing for for the hundred dollars and for the uh, and for the uh, raffle, we're gonna have raffle some items and so forth. All right, so you so, still need some items for, for the event? Yes. Okay, that's a great call. So, uh, you still taking somebody? Oh, calls, yes, hey, I'd like to give you yes, something sir. to raffle on. That yes, would be sir. So, who do you call in order to? You can call me at nine five six three two eight twenty eight twenty five. Okay. Doors open at seven p.m. Friday, yes, September eighth, mm-hmm. at the Edinburgh Activity Center downtown Edinburgh. Uh, yes, sir. We have six tables. We've already sold five tables. Good. Uh, one table left. It's $500 a table, and you get 10 tickets with a table. You can bring in your own liquor, and they sell setups. Uh-huh. So you can be able to have 10 people in, in a table, and you can be able to enjoy the uh, the night. It's going to be a lot of entertainment. It's going to be really good. End of Watch Foundation fundraiser taking place Friday, September 8th. It's a comedy show. You were telling me that you got another one scheduled for November. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> that, who, yeah. who thought of, okay, let's yeah, let's do a fundraiser, 7 o'clock in the morning, 5K run. Hey, and on a separate station, we got Menudo being served. <laughs> Let, well, let's try to keep both of these apart. <laughs> <laughs> well, how this came about is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm also the founder of a social group. It's RGB uh-huh. Single Mingle Social Group. We're uh-huh. 478 members. And some of the members were... We're hanging out somewhere, uh, having uh, dinner or drinks. I don't remember what it was. And I was trying to put something together with a 5K because I do things like that. When we had the um, the ski shoot, I combined, I brought in a, a, a cook-off teams to come oh, that's in. That's right. It was a cook-off. So too, to be yeah. able to eh, to make it yeah. not much nicer. And, yeah. you know, you can roam around and do different things and so forth, mm-hmm. you know, not to be boring. So uh, we were thinking what to be able to come up with. And uh, Jorge Luis Garcia came up with the idea and said, how about Menudo? I said, you got it. <laughs> okay. I, I said, Jorge, it. that's a good idea. Right. I, was, I couldn't put my finger to it, but I said, you know what? We're going to have to add pozole because a lot of people don't like Menudo. Okay, now you have pozole, yeah. Yeah. either uh, pork or chicken. And uh, it's going to be November 4th, and it's going to be at the Edinburgh Municipal Park, and it's going to be $11. With $11, you get to eat uh, from one one menudo to another pozole, and for eleven dollars, you also get a drink, coffee, or or water. This is and this is the region of the nation that knows pozole. Mm-hmm. I, I used to have some friends from Mexico City say, "Hey, Ben, vamos a disfrutar some pozole." Oh, great! So I wonder what what style they make. Uh-huh. It was the most f- flavorless. Uh, it was like water with hominy. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. This, this is not pozole. What are you talking about? So y'all want to Shut up. Let me and, show you. And what's so yeah. interesting about this, what we're going to be doing, this uh-huh. is going to be really interesting. We're getting the flyer pretty much done. In fact, I talked to the, the uh, my, my friend who's making the flyer, and uh-huh. it's a really good flyer. Uh, 
we're going to try to get between 10 and 15 people that they're going to be doing the cooking the menudo pozole. And so is that like a cook-off, a competition? For no, the menudo? Okay. no. But, but they're all going to be first responders. All right. I want all first responders to be able to be there to support EOW Relief Foundation. Excellent. Yeah. End of Watch Foundation, the, the gist of it, it's a piggy bank. And God forbid something bad happened to our local law enforcement, here South Texas law enforcement, or first responders. If something really bad happens to them, we lose them, then End of Watch Foundation will cut their family a check. Their spouse, the kids, cut them a check. Uh, And we're hoping that that piggy bank continues to expand, continues to get really big and fat, because the check that they cut is usually about 10% of what is in the piggy bank. Yes. So that way we can bless these families with something. That, that's what all this is for. The fundraiser on Friday, September 8th, comedy show with Mario Superstar, Salazar, and friends in Edinburgh. I hope you can buy some tickets for this. Uh, how are you as far as ticket sales for this? Do you know 50%, to 25%? Uh, Como, como van? Bob already Bob. sold like about maybe like about 80, 100. I've already sold like What's about, the capacity? About then? 200, 600. Six hundred. That's pretty good. Yeah. So at we, twenty bucks a pot, we're gonna at twenty dollars. We okay. should be able to be sold Excellent. out. That's for sure. Really like we did last year. Last year we yeah. sold out. Yeah. So this year we we're gonna sell out again. And we want to sell out before the show. That yeah. way we don't have to deal. That would be in selling tickets. And at the at, and at the comedy show again, a raffle and other items that people can you know, buy some tickets and continue to raise money for. Right. And anybody wants to cut you a check for End of Watch Foundation, uh, give you a direct call. Yeah, three two eight twenty eight twenty five. That is Correct. Elias Mora. Final thought. Now, Bob, I'm going to bring you back to talk about the orphanage because we really need to expand on that. When we have, we're really comfortable. Come and see me soon, please. Come okay. Back. okay. Let's let's talk about uh, the orphanage, Children's Haven International. But on behalf of End of Watch Foundation, Bob, just a parting thought from you on behalf of them and the fundraiser. What do you want to say? Well, uh, we want to help these first responders. They're there to help us. They're willing to give their lives. Most of them are anyway. And uh, if they do, we'd like to be able to help the family financially. It's a hard time that they're going through, and I'm sure they could use the money. And uh, God will bless you if you bless them. Well, thanks for stopping Amen. by, me. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Senator. Appreciate bless it. Bless you, Bob. How's that laser heat vision doing these days? Are still as strong as you had years ago? So, yeah, it's pretty good. Man, Bob Steele. <laughs> I lovingly refer to him as the real man of steel. This is The Sergio Show. You're always on the go. Obviously pretty busy. Busy with work. Picking up my kids from school. From work to kids to running errands. Your entire day is a hands-on, never-ending frenzy of activity. Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated. Just say, Alexa, play 710-KURB. I'd like to know what's going on in my world. I gotta know what's going on in my city. Putting the smart in your smart speaker. I'm getting my news from you and my information. For the latest news and to find out what's happening in rich, clear audio. Just say, Alexa, play 710 KURB. You're listening to the best of the Sergio Show. Here's Sergio. My friend Georgie, Jorge Martinez with the Libra Initiative. He was in the crowd last night there at the Republican, the, the GOP debate, first debate among candidates. So who were you booing 
against last night, Georgia. Get a chance to boo or cheer for anybody? Who were you booing? Who were you cheering last night, Georgie? Good morning, Sergio. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Actually, bro. I was taking notes the entire time okay. uh, while everyone else was either booing or cheering. Yeah. And at times it was very, very hard uh, to listen to the candidates while the booing, the booing or cheering was happening. Uh, for some reason, the, the sound wasn't that great, but I'm yeah. sure on TV you, you could hear it. Oh, everything. yeah, it was perfect on TV. Okay, so they didn't care much about the sound to the crowd. How many people were there in, in that arena last night? Más o menos. Uh, they uh, had said 6,000 people were in attendance. Okay. Mostly all the handlers and campaign people of all eight candidates, I suspect, right? And maybe a few money people last night. Yeah, I'm sure supporters, too. Each uh, each uh, candidate had uh, about 120 tickets that they were able to give out. Um, I got mine through uh, media and uh, to be there to, and, and kind of give an analysis uh, on uh, Spanish-language media yeah. as far as what, what uh, happened. Yeah, did you get a chance to do that, like on Univision or anybody else? Did you get a chance to speak last yeah, night? Many yeah, many times we did a whole blitz, uh, I think over 15 uh, hits in one day, so it was a really busy uh, to give mm-hmm. analysis on what to expect during the debate and even okay. you know, post-debate stuff. So I got to go to the, the spin room afterwards and, and uh, talk with uh, Univision and a few other uh, networks there, and, and obviously see, see all the candidates there as well. Yeah, so uh, Jorge Martinez, uh, my friend Georgie, with the Libre Initiative is my guest. He was there at the debate last night. Georgie, leading up to this event, you said all the dozen-plus interviews that you did with uh, Univision, other Spanish TV affiliates, I, I just, was there a, a consistent theme, an, an issue that came up that they asked you about, I, I would imagine it's got to be border or immigration issues or you know other stuff that's related there, or were they just focusing on the candidates and Donald Trump? What, what was it that they were mostly asking about, the, the Spanish TV station? Yeah, most of them were focused on the candidates themselves, who would uh, do good, who wouldn't, who's got the most to gain or lose. And, and as far as t- uh, public policy, uh, economy, talking about Bidenomics, that was number one. And uh, followed by uh, immigration, being that the Spanish language media, you know, wants to talk about that. Okay. Well, from from what angle did they approach this uh, Bidenomics mess that that we're in? Did, that were they were addressing inflation and who can do something about that, or that they just get spoon fed, you know, by the left and say, well, you know, are they celebrating Bidenomics? You know, what was their point of view on the, the Spanish TV? Yeah. Yeah, actually, they were very uh, fair, asking uh, just questions for me, and I was taking it back to to Bidenomics and why the economy is uh, suffering, why people are suffering uh, under Bidenomics. We see Bidenomics be more like Bidenflation, yeah. is what I like to say. Yes, and uh, and you know we're we're paying seven hundred dollars more a month uh, in groceries and and basic necessities. And and what I was letting them know is like seven hundred dollars. For Hispanics, that that could be an extra week of work. Who's got 40 hours of, w- of yes, work that you can give to your employer uh, when you're already doing a full-time job? So um, was throwing it back, uh, you know, saying that Bidenomics is uh, is, is not good and, and that we, we need to get head in a different direction. Jorge Martinez, uh, my friend Georgie, with the Libre Initiative, was there on the crowd last night during the GOP uh, debate. Okay, pal, so your takeaway, uh, was there... Um, were you surprised? Was there a winner? Uh, did they touch on issues? I mean, what what was your takeaway from from last night? Yeah, I was very uh, pleased that most of the debate was focused and centered around public policy. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't uh, taken away by a certain person or character. It was 
on the issues that matter most that impact our lives. That's what I was pleased about. I think uh, those who did it very well, there's a few of them. Um, I, I'd say it was the focus on the center stage. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis was very calm, cool, and collected. It kind of seemed like he did not get into the bickering that the other candidates did. He was just letting them have at it while when it was his turn. He, he just showed that he was presidential material. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy um, had some good moments as well, but I, I could see that his confidence sometimes came, came to bite him sometimes. Uh, but he still pulled through. There's a lot of supporters there for both Governor Ron DeSantis and, and uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, so uh, very interesting. You know, Tim Scott, also Senator Tim Scott, did well relating to people. Um, but outside of that, I, I think uh, it's going to be very hard for any changes in the polls. They might see a bump with Governor Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy. But I don't see much changing uh, outside yes, of sir. that. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, look, I didn't see it. I've been, for the past four hours or so, just bit by bit, been trying to catch up with some of the write-ups, little audio cuts here and there. But uh, just my basic assessment, I don't see any threat whatsoever to Donald Trump whatsoever. There's nothing that was said last night that will will take him down. And with like a 40-point lead in most of the polling data right now, it it looks like Donald Trump, he's he's the bull in the the China shop right now. He's going to take everything down. It looks like um, he's just going to blaze. At this point, it looks like he's just going to blaze through the primary season early next year. I know there's other issues, legal troubles and all that. But, man, with a, with a lead that big and nothing happening last night to really take him down, not even one notch, um, I don't expect any changes for debate number two. Are you going to debate number two for, for Fox over at the, at the California Reagan Library? Yes, that's the plan. Uh, I've been invited to to participate as well in, in another round of uh, media bliss to give a, a Latino perspective of uh, what we see. And, and uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And we'll see if uh, President uh, Trump decides to come. I think it was honestly a big mistake for him not to be there. Uh, and uh, there's independent voters that are Latinos that are 50-50. They don't know if they're going to vote Republican or Democrat. And you also need those independent voters. Yeah. And uh, I think he gave the opportunity to set a wave to, to his competition. Obviously, he had uh, he was uh, on that at, at the same time with Tucker Carlson, and he got uh, a lot of views for sure. I haven't seen that interview. But this was focused on public policy, and that's where it matters. Well, I think you mentioned something key, and I thought you, perhaps you were making reference to Trump. Uh, no personality dominated last night. And I, I, actually, I was okay with him not showing up to this first one so what we could hear from the group. As long as he doesn't miss uh, key debates, like say they, they whittle down maybe to two or three top candidates, okay, then have Donald Trump show up and duke it out with them. Because right now there's just too many of them. I think Donald Trump would have drowned all of them. They would have used that as an excuse. No, they drowned each other out. And uh, they're still trying to position themselves. Well, well, Georgie, good luck. And um, hug and a kiss to your beautiful family. Look forward to speaking with you after the California debate in, in a few weeks. Time is 937. The Sergio Show on News Talk 710KURV. That was Jorge Martinez, my, my brother Georgie. Jorge Martinez from the Libre Initiative. This is the Sergio Show.
Start your day with news and interviews important to you with the Valley's morning news. Weekday morning starting at 6. Sergio Sanchez and Tim Sullivan bring you the latest headlines and hourly discussions with AccuWeather to get you ready for your day and special guest interviews on topics that affect you and your family. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, guys. We're letting you enjoy the show. It's what you need to start your day. The Valley's morning news with Sergio Sanchez and Tim Sullivan. Weekday morning starting at 6 on News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Sergio Show. Here's Sergio. And on behalf of one of our supporters, it's been a few weeks since we spoke uh, with them, but I, I'm sure that they've done a lot of growing uh, since then. From Frontier Direct, I want to welcome to the studio Jim Birschbach and also Joe Wilson. You're going to need to explain, Jim, and I think you do a really good job, Jim, of describing what Frontier Direct is, I know some people on the community already know of, of this product, but tell me how it works, how it helps individuals save money when it comes to medical care. You, know, you do a great job explaining. So just look to the two-minute elevator speech. What is Frontier Direct? Well, Frontier Direct Care is uh, access to about uh, 50 medical professionals across the valley and soon to be 11 clinics. Uh-huh. We have seven clinics in operation today and uh, we're moving into FAR. We're building a clinic in Edinburgh. And so we're going, we're everywhere from Brownsville to Raymondville, all the way across the valley. What type of services we're talking about, Jim? Direct primary care will take care of 90% of your health care needs in the course of your life. And with us is Joe Wilson, who's one of the founders or say co-founders of Frontier. And let me ask him to uh, give you a sure. little bit more insight. Yeah, so um, we really set on the mission. One of my good friends, Dr. Lazapino, was uh, working uh, in a residency as one of the uh, attendees there to, to really take care of and train up um, you know, doctors and saw that, hey, this is just hard. We put them out there. They're in a fee-for-service world. And and they're stuck, uh, you know, trying to bill and code all day long. And whenever you come into the hospital, they're just, they've been told and instructed to extract as much, you know, services out of you as they can to, you know, charge and make money for the hospital and, and those things. And and he just saw that misalignment of doctors want to care for people and mm-hmm. get them the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, being owned by stockholders and things like that in a hospital system, it was a challenge. They needed to make profit too. And so... Uh, he watched a lot of, of good medical professionals go out there and find themselves on the wheel of, hey, I've got a lot of debt, I've got a uh, practice to upkeep, and I've got to charge and code and, and extract as much money out of a patient as I can. Uh, and it really put the burden on the doctors. They just felt compromised in that. And so he said, no more. Like, I've got to step out and set the example. It's scary to leave that system. That's how you're trained to make money uh, and to have a business, and that's where your revenue comes from. But he said, I'm stepping out, doing something different started the subscription model uh, uh-huh. where you just pay, you know, 60, uh, 70 bucks a month, depending on your age or, or your family. Each employee, uh-huh. 60, $70 per month. Mm-hmm. And that gains you access to what? So that gets you unlimited access to your primary care provider. That's one of our providers at Frontier mm-hmm. Direct Care. Uh, we've got a team. So, you know, you get to pick from them and, and we've got locations that are convenient to you. That includes unlimited in-person or virtual visits. So, so primary care, real deal, mm-hmm. real doctor. Yep. At all these clinics. That's right. How many clinics again? Uh, we're at seven now. All right. Which cities? Uh, we've got you? McAllen, uh, Brownsville, uh, um, will be far, 
uh, Edinburgh, and then we've got uh, Raymondville, Westlaco, and Harlingen yeah. as well right now. If you can take care of the primary care issue, seeing a, a real deal doctor, mm-hmm. uh, and what I remember in our last conversation would continue to be accessible to you via text message mm-hmm. afterwards, like overnight, if you have any follow-up questions yeah, that right. come in the, the next day. You can see as often as you need during the, the month and uh, you know, take care of business, avoid, hopefully, avoid the emergency room, avoiding things getting a lot worse. Absolutely. Right? So we actually, you know, we've been able to work with a lot of large employers and we track that data of how, you know, they experience their traditional health plan. Um, and we've seen a reduction of ER visits by about 50 to 60 percent, mm-hmm. given, you know, whichever employer it is and their kind of demographic. Uh, same thing with urgent care. Specialist visits are able to be, you know, reduced. Uh, we have a lot of medical waste that is eliminated because you're not getting the same test done two or three times. We are able to really care and coordinate that with the specialist providers, too. Uh, we really refer and keep all that local. And so we try to refer to, you know, the mom and pops and independent companies and the local hospital systems are doing a good job here, you know. And so collaborate with them and make sure you get into a high value uh, care situation. Yeah. And it's been awesome to watch people go, man, I was spending, you know, looking at a $100,000 surgery. I didn't know how to deal with that. And thankfully, Frontier helped me figure out that there was a, a process and a way to, to work with these hospitals and to work with surgery centers that really reduced my costs, got me in and out quicker. And it was awesome. This message is for business owners, for managers, for the HR management, you guys that are looking at the bottom line and also looking at the healthcare expenses for your crew. Uh, if you want, like to provide something like Frontier Direct Care, uh, subscription-based medical services at at local clinics all across the valley with real doctors the family get to see, the patients get to see, and as often as needed throughout, uh, throughout the month, it saves a lot of money when it comes to some of the medical care that you'd like to provide your, your folks. Uh, joining me in studio, uh, Joe Wilson and also Jim Birschbach with Frontier Direct Care. Go ahead, Jim. One thing that's also important to your listeners is, is that our goal is for you to see your doctor within 24 hours or 48 hours. Oh, that's right. So. In the old days, uh, you'd have to wait three hours often to see a doctor or two weeks or whatever it is. Yeah. Our goal is to get it, you in as immediately as possible so that you can get that medical need taken care of. If you have a sniffle on Monday, you can hopefully uh, text your doctor, call your doctor, but you have his, his or her cell phone yeah. when you first join the program. Yeah. The other thing is, is that on Monday you're not feeling well, but Tuesday you come back, you're still not feeling well, you can go back and see your doctor, you can text him or her, and uh, you can see your doctor as many times in the course of a month that you may need to for the $70 fee. The other thing that's interesting, people go, how do you do this? A traditional doctor has 3,500 patients. We limit our patient load to 800. So when you have a 1 o'clock appointment, you have a 1 o'clock appointment. You don't wait till 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock. The other thing that's uh, nice about that is is that uh, the average visit is 32 doctor 32 minutes in front of your doctor. It isn't they walk in, they walk out a couple minutes later. <laughs> you really get time because it's important for us uh-huh. to understand what's really going on in terms of the needs of the individual, in terms of what's going on in their health. All right. Here's, I mean, one of the great examples, I've got two kids uh, right now, and I've got several friends that got five, uh, you know, and I know, um, you know, we've got a, a big community and big families here in the Valley, and we love that. When one of your kids gets strep throat, what do you think is going to happen to the other five? Ah. 
and what's and what's going to happen to you, right? You're uh-huh. going to get it too. Yeah. And so we just know that, like these in school starting back up, you know that it's about to be a biohazard out there. Uh, and so you're sitting here going, "Hey, here comes strep throat, here comes chicken pox, whatever's going to happen." And all of a sudden, we look at this and go. I'm going to have to have five appointments and then one for me and my spouse as well. Like I'm going to have seven appointments at seven different bills, at seven different visits, at seven different wait times, right? That's true. And we're like, why would you do that? Why don't we just bring the whole family in? You all know each other. If you want to, if you're okay with it, sit down with us and we'll talk about what we need to do to help your family get treated. We'll get the antibiotics or whatever needs to happen to get you all healed up and have them on stock and ready for you to, to use, you know, and really get you proactive and let yeah. you know the symptoms and walk alongside your family. So the doctor's calling and following up. That's a beautiful thing, and it the parents are like, man, I got to have one appointment with all of them, and I got what I needed. That's incredible. When I Share had, the cost real quick, Joe, yeah. in terms of how I have oh, a the, family. Yeah, the family cost. Yeah, so the family, we didn't really want to be a burden on the family, so we came in and said, hey, we're going to keep that. Uh, I think we did it at $210 for the family subscription for the entire month. So whether mm-hmm. you've got five kids or two kids or one kid, that's where it's at. Um, and so really wanted to make that affordable for them. And so we really try, hey, purchase your health care first. And because you have Frontier Direct Care in that and you have, you know, some prescription drug benefits, you've got some uh, direct contracts with local providers and specialists, uh, and you've got unlimited access to us, now you can go and purchase your coverage for if you had that catastrophic event and save a lot on your insurance premium, yeah. save a lot on your company's insurance premium or your individuals. Ten four. And if you if you relieve the burden on the insurance carrier that you subscribe to as a company. I'm talking about you guys at HR and the business owners. You're looking at the annual bill, the annual cost of providing health insurance for your crew. If you relieve all of this volume of care throughout the year and go local subscription-based, I'm not saying don't don't get rid of your insurance carrier. You have them. But if you relieve your insurance carrier of all the constant little points, like you said, strep throat for everybody, uh, flu for everybody, a little sprained knees, all those little things that happen throughout the year with you and the kids, you relieve that uh, and do subscription-based local care with real doctors that have x-ray machines and all that, all, all, all these clinics. Well, that's going to help you control the cost with the other, the big insurance carrier because they're going to either keep costs the same or maybe, I don't know, hopefully go backwards on you as far as the expense. That's something to consider over at HR. We have, we have a major municipality here in the Rio Grande Valley uh-huh. that we currently serve. Yeah. And this, several, right? You have several municipalities. Uh, we're moving ahead with several, but yeah. there's one that where we are projected this year to save them $1.5 million on medical health care benefits for all their uh, the employees. The regular insurance that they're going to pay for anyway, mm-hmm. they're going to wind up saying they're going to pay lower rates to them because they've shifted the more common day-to-day primary care to local coverage, subscription-based right. coverage. And, and those large employers, you know, when they've got several hundred to several thousand employees, they're usually self-funded. And so it's, you know, it's a strategy where it really is immediate bottom-line impact. I'm talking day one, you're carving out 50% of your ER spend. That's significant. Yeah. Um, you know, for your your mid-sized employers and small employers who are on a fully insured product where they just pay out premium to the insurance carrier and they don't get any money back if they don't use it right, Um they uh, can now actually entertain some of these self-funding strategies because they have such good care management around mm-hmm. their team, uh, as well as, you know, we can help alleviate, hey, you don't need all these co-pays and, and, and low deductibles like you have now if, if it's costing you $1,000 a month to have that, but you don't use it, you know, that's a challenge. And mm-hmm. so we say, hey, you know, go ahead and elevate that deductible a little bit. You've got a good care team here locally for, you know, a fraction of the cost. Yeah. And so we really can take and 
put value back into your benefit mm-hmm. plan where we've seen on trend that usually people have, over the last three or four years, they've lost about 25% of value in what they're purchasing. Yeah, it's nice to see that uh, we're slowly we're plodding forward, inching forward to um, designating ERs to truly what they are, which is emergency care, That's life-saving right. care, and not primary doctor or medical care. We got, um, you know, we got urgent care facilities popping up, more, you know, doctor facilities popping up. Uh, we're no longer as underserved as we were. And now with Frontier Direct Care, all these doctor's offices with the equipment uh, p- providing this subscription-based yeah. medical care. And, and people kind of get confused. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, they they kind of kind of get confused with like, hey, what is this? How do you uh, put this in layman's terms, you know? And how do you really say like, what is this experience difference? Like, I would put it exactly like the movie theater versus Netflix, or the taxi versus Uber. And it was like, hey, you can go into the movie theater and there's this space, and you can pay twenty five bucks a show for it, or you can pay you know fifteen twenty bucks a month and have unlimited access to all the shows, you, you know, and different content and see it whenever you want and watch it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. That's what having direct primary care through Frontiers like is. Hey, you can go to the big hospital and and do that. It's going to be more expensive. The drinks, the cokes, everything's marked up tenfold, right? Because they've got you there for that hour, and they got to make sure they make their money off you. And ours, it's like, hey, we know that you're you're, you're paying monthly, and mm-hmm. you've got access to us. Like, no mm-hmm. need to mark all this stuff up. So you're getting, you know, labs that would have cost you six hundred dollars. They're six bucks. It's a massive savings for people on out of pocket expenses yeah, and bottom line for that's larger. That's the employers. way uh, you should go as an employer and managing HR. Uh, Jim Birschbach and Joe Wilson on behalf of. Frontier Direct. How do we start the conversation? I know you got some HR people tuning in right now, some business owners. FrontierDirect.com. FrontierDirectCare.com. DirectCare.com. FrontierDirectCare.com at 983-9272. Yes, Jim. One last thing just to add. This is not only for businesses, but for individuals, especially in here in the Valley. We have some single moms. We have uh, people who can't afford all the health care costs that are out there. And so this is a good opportunity for them at $70 a month to be able to get the care they need. And they can go right on, on the, the website, FrontierDirectCare.com, apply, and everything can happen very quickly online directly. And certainly as a business, we can help them as well. Continued success, gentlemen. This is the way to go, the subscription-based primary care that give you unlimited access to local doctors. And one thing I love, one thing I really love with a CF kid my clinic is like one text message, phone call away. Absolutely. So I told my wife, it'd be nice if other folks in the Valley could get like a text message away and be the doctor. Well, now you can. FrontierDirectCare.com. Thanks for stopping by, gentlemen. This is The Sergio Show on 710KURV. This is The Sergio Show. Talk 710 KURV. When news breaks, we break in. Breaking news. Stay alert and listen to the weather forecast. We need to be aware and alert to what's going on. Breaking news means it's happening now. And we mean now. Breaking news underway right now. Breaking news. On News Talk 710 KURV means we're bringing you the news as it happens. We have In this particular instance, we are in receipt of information. When news breaks, we'll break in. Count on News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Sergio Show. Here's Sergio. Let me gather some commentary from 
conservative voices, young voices, Mike Viola. Mike, I need your reaction to this Mike shot. I got to hear from you. What do you think? <laughs> uh, quite a statement. You know, I'm, I, I'm calling in from Atlanta, um, so it, it mm. was quite a local story last night. Um, you know, I obviously both sides want a spectacle, that mugshot. People who love him are going to be posted everywhere. People who hate him are going to be posting it everywhere. Um, that's going to go up there with the, you know, the famous Sinatra mugshot or the David Bowie mugshot, right? Yeah. <laughs> Could be one for the ages. Yeah. On the, on the political spectrum, though, you got uh, MLK and other, you know, historic moments as well. And for campaigning, Man, I think this is going to be a windfall. The stuff that they're saying, keychains and mugs and koozies and all that, this might be a huge moneymaker for the Donald Trump for president campaign over the next several weeks. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm sure they're, you know, they're, they're going to take it for everything it's worth. The other folks involved in this racketeering, you know, RICO-style trial, and most Americans... Most working people, they don't pay attention to the details like, you know, political fans and pundits and, you know, all the talkers and, and other folks. They really don't understand, don't pay attention to all this. Uh, they just hear the word indictment. They hear criminal. They hear felon. That has to be, that must be, politically speaking, as far as results, where it counts at the polls, uh, that's got to be um, a dead weight, an albatross around Donald Trump's neck. That's it. Cannot help him with the mushy middle and low information voter that just hears all the negative stuff, and they just do not want to vote for a an alleged criminal or a criminal in the end, depending on where this thing, uh, where these cases go. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I don't think it's a good look. I, I think the indictments are a mixed bag. Some of them are just obvious garbage. Other other cases like the documents like Georgia, you know, it's not totally clear where things are going to go. Um, you know, I, I say why, why bother with someone who's as much of a liability, right? Like President Trump did some great things in office, but might be, might be past his time. Um, even though, again, a lot of these prosecutions are obviously politically motivated. Well, it's going to put, if all things play out the way we suspect they might, I mean, it's still a long way away. Between now and this November, there's a long distance. Just imagine November 24 past the primaries. But if it's Trump and it's Biden, wow, what what a what a contrast for the American electric to, to to be forced to choose from abject failure and incompetence and uh, senility to an individual that carries some baggage personality. Uh, Legally speaking, also, in my opinion, very unfair that this is a miscarriage and an abuse of power and justice by some individuals who, who have it out for him. But either way, because of the low information voter out there, the mushy political middle, uh, having to make a decision on Donald Trump and, and all the noise that comes with him and Joe Biden and the incompetence and the failure and the inflation and everything else that, that we face, I'm thinking – that might lead to a suppression, somewhat of a suppression of the vote that should be more regulated this go-around. We should not have another COVID vote in 24. I, I pray to God we don't have another one of those situations where some states act stupidly and start sending ballots all over the place. But this might lead to maybe less participation in 24 
if all things play out the way we suspect they will. What do you think? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, 2020 was, of course, one of the highest turnout elections in recent history. Um, wouldn't shock me if a repeat is one of the lowest, um, you know, one of one of the lowest elections, I think, where the electorate just really felt like they were choosing between two bad options. 2016 was a rather low turnout election. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened again, right? Um, you have Trump's personality baggage, allegations of corruption, et cetera, but then you also have Biden, right? Remember, corruption was so rough for Hillary in 2016, um, but now we're talking about corruption with the Bidens in a way going into 2024 that we weren't in 2020, right? We're seeing all of this with Hunter Biden, et cetera. So like, there's so much baggage that both Trump and Biden have now that they didn't have in 2020 that people are going to have to think about. And like you said, it wouldn't shock me if people just tune out. You think Joe Biden will be on that ballot November 24? I don't want to commit to anything. Unfortunately, yes. But, um, you know, at this point, who can even who can even say? Yeah. Um, you never know what will happen. You never know. Maybe that's the only one that raises people. questions. I mean, I, I don't doubt that Donald Trump will be on the ballot November 24. I don't care what's happening to him in courts, arrest him, jail him. He will be on that ballot I'm, unless, God forbid, something violent physically happens uh, to, to take him out. But he will be there. Joe Biden, I don't know. And I don't see the Democrats standing up to try to save their party, try to save the nation, try to provide some new ideas, new leadership. I don't see any movement, but there's so many questions of Joe Biden, him being on the ballot in 24. I, I tend to think he's not. Something, it has to happen between now and primary season or even afterwards to put somebody else on there. That, that's just my thoughts. I'll give you the closing thought on that. Sure. Well, they, they aren't doing a very good job of coming up with replacements for Biden. I think that's maybe what makes me think of this, right? They can't run Harris. Um, Gavin Newsom is uh, trying to make a play, but, but nobody's picking it up. Um, they might find a reason. There might be a reason to replace him. I just, at the moment, I don't think they've sorted that out, and I think they plan on having Biden run. Yeah. Um, but you, you never know what you have, what will happen. I, I, your instincts, I certainly don't think are crazy. Um, Something very well may happen, and he might yeah. not be out there. Well, as in all things in the political world, you unsheath that sword, man. You better take out the king. Uh, and nobody's courageous enough <laughs> on the Democrat side to, to take him out. All right. Thank you much, Mike. Appreciate you. From Young Voices, Mike Fiola. This is The Sergio Show.